Good morning and a very warm welcome to our phone service and podcast for today, Sunday the 24th of September. And our service recording comes live from Drung last week, where we were looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And those beautiful words, the the poem about time, uh, but also the preacher's explanation of what God is doing with the times and the seasons and why we can trust him. So I'll hand you over to that service now. Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to Drung Church this morning for our service of morning prayer. Welcome to those online. I hope you can hear a bit better this week um, and uh, let me know if you can't, if, uh, if you heard that. Um, we're continuing in the book of Ecclesiastes today and it's a book that teaches us much wisdom for life. Uh, and one of the things it teaches us is that without God, things don't make sense uh, Even with God, there's still frustration within this life. It's still hard. But the book of Ecclesiastes teaches us we can enjoy God's good gifts as as gifts. And we can know a wonderful future. Our opening hymn is one that encourages us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Let's uh, remain standing as we sing together. Number 643, Be Thou My Vision. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, Lord, be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought in the day and the night, waking or sleeping, Thy presence, my light. Be thou my wisdom, be thou my true word. I ever with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great Father, and I thy true Son. Thou in me dwelling, and I with thee one. Be thou my breastplate, my sword for the fight. Be thou my armor, and be thou my might. Thou my soul shall Raise thou me heavenward, O power of my power. Riches I need not, nor vain empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou. My King of Heaven, my treasure thou art. High King of 
seated and if you'd like to open the, the church bibles page 554 or the service sheets you'll find ecclesiastes chapter 3 and there's a real challenge for the children today because i'd love you to count how many times you hear the word time and i'll give you a clue you're going to need more than your fingers and your toes so there's a lot of times in this reading and i'd like you to see if you can count them all uh, starting from now Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I've seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He's made everything beautiful in its time, also he's put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people, should fear, people fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is to be already has been, and God seeks what has been driven away. Moreover, I saw under the sun that in the place of justice, even there was wickedness, and in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them, that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beasts is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over the beasts. For all is vanity. All go to one place, all are from dust, and to dust all return. 
Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward and the spirit of the beast goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work, for that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, how many? Yes, Aaron. How many? 40 or 30? 3 0. 3 0 is very, very nearly it. Well done. Yes? 31 was, it, it was just, just one, there was a lot of times uh, in that reading. And in the reading, one of the things we were told that there's a time for, in verse 17, is judgment. Verse 17, I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked. And aware that there is a judgment coming, we will all stand before God. Let us turn to him and say sorry using the words of the confession in the prayer book on page 102 or on the service card on page one. Together we pray. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. The prophet Isaiah tells us that all the iniquity of those who belong to Jesus has been laid on Jesus, laid on him. So I can pray with confidence. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, if you're able to, please do stand uh, to join in the responses at the bottom of page two of the service card. O Lord, open our lips. O God, make speed to save us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We're going to praise him in our all-age song that reminds us that time marches on, but God is eternal from everlasting. Dorothy's going to come and help us uh, to sing this.
God in prayer. Please do be seated or kneel as we turn to prayer. And we begin with the, the Lord's Prayer that our Saviour taught us as together we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We continue in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are the maker and upholder of all things. Day and night are yours, and you graciously give them to us. The night to rid us of the cares of the day, to refresh our weary bodies, to renew our natural strength, the day to summon us to new activities, to give us opportunity to glorify you, to serve others, to grow in knowledge and holiness. But one day above all days is made especially for your honour and our good. The Lord's Day reminds us of your rest from creation and of the resurrection of our Saviour. And so we pray today, that you would give us in rich abundance the blessings the Lord's Day was designed to give. May our hearts be fast bound against worldly thoughts or cares. Please flood our minds with peace beyond understanding. May our food be your precious word, and may our hearts be more knit to Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, today we hear from your word that there is a time for everything, that there are different seasons. Your word tells us that there is a time to laugh. And so we thank you today for the times of joy, for those recently engaged, those recently married, and those who've enjoyed the safe arrival of a child. We give thanks for these and many other blessings. Amen. Sovereign Lord, your word also tells us that there's a time to lose and a time to weep. And so we pray today for those devastated by the floods in Libya, for those who lost loved ones. Please comfort them in their distress. For those who are still missing, uh, missing loved ones, please would they be found. Please help them in their efforts to rebuild. We also pray that for those still suffering loss in Morocco, 
following that awful earthquake. Please help them. And we continue to pray for peace in Ukraine and for comfort for those who've lost loved ones in Ukraine. We pray especially for your protection over the Ukrainians in Kherson. Lord, as we see all this trouble in the world, we pray that you would teach us all to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for others we know who are in a season of suffering. Remembering today Leon Briady, Olive Simmons, Lucy Roberts, Marion Gray, and in a moment of quiet, any known personally to us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your sovereign power over all things, including sickness and death. Thank you for the certain hope for those trusting in you of physical wholeness and resurrection on the day of Christ. Please help us as we wait for that day and we struggle with different health issues. Please give us patience and a right longing for the day of Christ. We pray you bring healing of body and mind and may your grace be sufficient for each person we've just named or thought about. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, your word tells us that there's a time to mourn. We pray today for those who are mourning. We remember especially the family and friends of Jim Graham, of Maud Campbell, of Maria Turner, of Campbell Gibson, and of the Melanda family. And in a moment of quiet, any others who we know are grieving. We pray you'd be near to those who are weeping at the moment. Help them to trust in you so that they will know that their weeping will not last forever. We pray that among the sadness you would bring comfort and your peace that passes understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we collect the special prayer for this Sunday. God, who in generous mercy sent the Holy Spirit upon your church in the burning fire of your love, grant that your people may be fervent in the fellowship of the gospel, that always abiding, abiding in you, we may be found steadfast in faith and active in service. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we close our prayers by joining together in the third collective morning prayer which you can find on page five of the service card. Together we pray. Go before us, Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favour and further us with your continual help that in all our works begun, continued and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name and finally, by your mercy, attain everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, if you'd like to look up there, and if you'd like to take a prayer book, uh, we're going to be on page 647 as we say the psalm, Psalm 49 together. Page 647. And it's a psalm, again, that teaches us about the, the briefness, the shortness of life, and what we're seeing in Ecclesiastes. So it's Psalm 49, and we're going to read verses 12 to 21 together. So if you'd be upstanding, if you wouldn't mind standing, uh, and we're going to join in this, and the response to the psalm is printed on the service sheet. So Psalm 49, beginning at verse 12, let's read the whole thing together, verse 12 to 21. 
together. Those who have honour but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. Such is the way of those who boast in themselves, the end of those who delight in their own words. Like a flock of sheep, they are destined to die. Death is their shepherd. They go down straight to the pit. Their beauty shall waste away, and the land of the dead shall be their dwelling. But God shall ransom my soul. From the grasp of death he will take me. Be not afraid if some grow rich, and the glory of their house increases. For they will carry nothing away when they die, nor will their glory follow after them. Though they count themselves happy while they live, and praise you for your success, they shall enter the company of their ancestors, who will never more see the light. Those who have honour but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, world without end. Amen. And as we remain standing, let's affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed on page three of the service card. Together we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, please do be seated. And there's a worksheet for the children that Dorothy's just bringing around. And I'll tell you when to start uh, filling that in. But as we turn to Ecclesiastes 3, let's uh, pray for God's help. And I'll tell you when to start filling the sheet in. Let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, there is a time for everything. And we thank you for your life-giving word. We pray that as we look at that word today, you'd speak to us your words of life. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, who enjoys Lego? Any, any Lego builders? There's a few Lego builders here this morning. We have, what do you enjoy building? Anything. Very good. Any, any other particular types of Lego? Yeah? Dinosaurs, yeah, we made a good one this week, didn't we? Very good. Yes, Lego. At the exhibition in Drung recently, we had some amazing creations of all sorts of things. It is amazing what you can build. And the secret to Lego is getting the right brick in the right place at the right time. And sometimes we treat life like this. There's different pieces, there's different people, different circumstances, different times, different places. How do we fit them all together? Uh, sometimes we wish it was as simple as Lego. Sometimes there's joy as a piece fits in and it seems to, to work. Often it feels like there's the wrong bricks or pieces are missing. And what do we do? Sometimes life feels very frustrating. But what if we're not actually meant to have everything in control? What if the reason we're often frustrated is we're trying to build without God? 
and we're trying to do things in our own way. The message of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is that God is the only one that's got the master plan. We've got the bricks. The question is, will we trust God with the plan? And the first way we trust God and show that we trust him, and children, this is number one on the sheet. You can start matching the right emojis to the right time. The first way we, we show we trust God is to accept the drumbeat of time. And that's this wonderful poem in verses 1 to 8. I was writing the scribe this week. The deadline seems to come around very quickly each month. And I was writing the scribe, that's the diocesan magazine. And uh, I was struck there's so much to celebrate, isn't there? There's a lot to give thanks for. There's engagements, there's weddings, there's births, there's baptisms. And there's a time for all of those things. And yet there's also many things to grieve lost loved ones, and many other sufferings that we don't write about, that we don't talk about. And verses eight, 1 to 8 give voice to that, to, 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 work, to our world, to the ebb and flow of life. All of life is covered in this poem. It starts with a time to be born and a time to die. And for each of us, well, those are the two points that we know, aren't they? They're going to be in our lives, a time to be born and a time to die. And, and by saying those two polar opposite points, it's encompassing everything in between. A bit like saying from north to south or from Malonhead to Mizzenhead, everything in between is included. A time to be born and a time to die. And in the in-between times, there's good times. There's opportunities to laugh and to dance. And there's hard times, times to weep and to mourn. We probably wish there was more laughing and less weeping, more peace and less war. But the poetry is accurate, isn't it? It does describe our world. It is a broken world. And although we make real and responsible decisions every day, the seasons are outside of our control. And children, we're on to number two on the worksheet. And there is this drumbeat that we can't stop. It. It's like a, a beat going as, as, we, as we read it. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. You can't stop it. It just keeps going. This drumbeat carries on. That 28 times in the poem the word time comes up and then another three times in the reading we heard the word time. Time marches on, and we can put things on our calendar, and you do, I'm sure, you make plans. We can, we can do that. We can, we can write what we're planning to do in the week ahead. But we can't say, well, I'll take 30 minutes of sorrow on, on Wednesday, and then I'll have a week of laughter. But we, we can't do it like that. We don't decide the seasons. We don't know the beginning from the end. But God does. And there is great wisdom and freedom in learning to trust that God knows. And so if you're young, well, enjoy it. Enjoy the season that you're in. Enjoy the energy that you have, the freedom that you have, the gifts that God gives you. Thank God for them. Enjoy Lego. Enjoy football. Enjoy farming, reading. Enjoy it as a gift from God. Have you got young children? Make the most of them because they grow up too quickly, don't they? If you've no children, enjoy the freedom that you have. Uh, volunteer. Have you got parents? 
Maybe this sounds strange to the children, but make the most of them. Enjoy your parents. Enjoy all that God gives to you. But the message of Ecclesiastes is enjoy them, but don't try to find meaning in them. Don't try to grab onto them because they'll slip through your fingers. And the second thing that he wants us to see, we've, we've seen this drumbeat of time, the second thing he wants us to see is to stand in awe before God. And that's verses 9 to 22. Verse 9 comes as a bit of a punch from, from behind, a blow to the, the kidneys perhaps, or you weren't expecting it. You've had this wonderful poetry and you've accepted it and you've accepted there's these different seasons in life. And then suddenly, verse 9, what gain has the worker from his toil? What gain is there? You, you work your socks off, you laugh, you dance, but the drumbeat continues. And you can't avoid that inevitable, a time to die. And what gain is there in your life? And children, that's number three on the sheet. And so the preacher says, don't, don't try to find meaning in your toil, but receive all of life as a gift from Almighty God. The reason that you and I yearn for meaning and purpose is because of verse 11. We're told in verse 11 that God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he's put eternity into man's heart. Eternity is forever. And if God's put forever into your heart, well, then the things of this life are never going to quite satisfy. They're never going to quite hit the spot. They're, they're, we're always going to be left longing for more, no matter how good the time or the season is. Because God has put eternity in our hearts. If we try and make farming or football or Lego or a person satisfy us, we will be disappointed. But when we receive all of life as a gift from God, we'll be able to enjoy it. We're told, verse 13, that there is, uh, everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. To enjoy what God gives you, but not to try to grab onto it too tightly, not to look for meaning in it. Enjoy it as a gift. As we sing in our harvest hymn, we plough the fields and scatter. In the chorus, we sing all good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. Then thank the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord for all his love. Now, children, I think we're on to number three. Have I told you that? We're on to number three on the sheet. And here's the good news. What God does lasts forever. You see, we can't gain very much in this lifetime. But what God does lasts forever. Verse 14 I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. And if you trust him, well then he is working for your forever good. One of the frustrations for, for children is that it feels like you have to wait for ages for everything. Uh, children, I imagine for you at the moment, waiting for a birthday seems to take forever waiting for a holiday takes forever for it to come when will it come i'm waiting and waiting and waiting when will it come and as we think back to our birthdays when we were younger they used to seem to to be we had to wait but now they come too quickly don't they and we'd, we'd rather not have so many or or for children do you ever watch the clock at school and do you ever find that it just doesn't seem to move 
and you wonder, has the teacher taken the battery out? Why is the clock not moving? Why, why is it going so slowly? What is going on? And yet now, we find we can't stop the clock marching on, marching around. For the children, the frustration is often that you can't have what you want right now. But one of the things you learn is to trust that your parents see the big picture. Now, we don't always get it right. We're not God. But parents know that, you know, junk food, it might be nice. Sweets, they might be nice. And there's a place for them and a time for them. But if that's all you ever eat, well, it won't do you much good. Staying up late is great fun. But if you do it too often, you'll end up tired. Parents try to do what is best for their children. And the challenge for all of us is to realize that we're children of a heavenly father. That he knows what is best. Will we trust him as our heavenly father who knows what is best? You see, it's only him that knows the end from the beginning. Verse 11. He's made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he's put eternity into man's heart. Yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. It's only God who knows the beginning from the end. You and I don't. You and I are not God. Have you realized that? God is God and we're not. He's the one that knows the beginning from the end. He's the one that makes everything beautiful. He sets the seasons. We might long for more mountaintops of joy and less valleys of despair. We might wonder, what is God doing in this season? But we can trust him, that he knows the end from the beginning. We can't see the big picture, what he's doing, but he can, he knows it. And amazingly, the preacher reassures that for God's people, those who belong to Jesus, one day, God will make everything right forever. Just at the end of verse 15, it's a slightly strange verse, end of verse 15, God seeks what has been driven away. Imagine some cattle have broken out and the farmer goes searching for them. They go looking for them to bring them back. Well, the preacher says God is like that, but not with cattle, but with the past. He goes digging into the past and events that seem long forgotten or events that are still very much in our mind because they still hurt us. Injustice, unanswered questions, and God will bring it all to light. Nothing hidden from him. Children, we're on to number four on the sheet over the page. You can draw a time of some injustice. Because there's, there's injustice in the world, isn't there? And we wonder what will happen. Verse 16, the preacher speaks about injustice. He says, moreover, I saw that under the sun, that in the place of justice, even there was wickedness. Can you believe it? In, in a court, in a law court, and the judge accepts a bribe, and the murderer gets away. And you think, this is awful. It shouldn't be in the place of justice. Wickedness. How can this be? Or perhaps more surprising, in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. A church that says sin doesn't matter, in the place of righteousness, wickedness. But deep down all of us long for justice, don't we? We, we long for that day that there'll be justice. It's why people campaigned for years and years for the, the Hillsborough disaster, for justice. It's why there's this stardust inquiry and for years and years people campaign for justice. 
And maybe you have experienced some hurt in the past, something unfair, some injustice, and you long for justice and you wonder, will it ever come? And children, we're on to number five on the sheet. Will the justice ever come? And the answer, wonderfully, in verse 17, is yes. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked. God will judge the righteous and the wicked. And that is good news, isn't it? Sometimes we don't like the idea of judgment. But it is good news because injustice needs to be dealt with. And it is actually only good if our world is heading to judgment. If there's no judgment, there's no meaning, is there? But if there is judgment, there is meaning. The fact that God will seek out all of the past and bring it to light, bring everything before him, suddenly means that everything, every action is significant. Everything you do today, everything you do all of your life is significant because one day God will bring it all up before him. Nothing hidden. And so how I treat you matters to God. And how you treat me matters to God. And how you treat one another matters to God. It matters to him. No wonder the preacher says that one day everyone will stand in fear before God. And the wise thing to do is now stand in fear before God. Stand in awe before God. A holy God. A God who one day we will stand before in judgment. Everything will be exposed. But how do we know? I was talking to someone this week about this passage and he said, well, how do we know? It's 2,000 years since Jesus was, was here and there's a, lot, a lot happened since then. How do we know there's judgment? There doesn't seem to have been judgment. And in some senses, the answer is, well, there is judgment, isn't there? Every time someone dies, they face judgment. But also the Bible says in, in Acts 17 that God has set a day when he will judge the earth and he's given proof of it by raising his son Jesus from the dead. That's how we know that he will judge the earth. Because Jesus has risen. In a sense that was God's judgment on Jesus, his vindication. Jesus was put to death but he had done nothing wrong and so he was risen on the third day. You and I die and we don't come to live again because we have done wrong. But one day, when Jesus returns as judge, we will be raised. And for those who trust in the Lord Jesus, well, it will be wonderful. Think back to that example of the Lego that we began with. We sometimes think maybe there's a piece missing. So we've got the wrong piece. But when Jesus returns, everything will make sense. And we will understand and worship. He will right every wrong. And if you know that, then whatever season you're in at the moment, well, you can know that it won't last forever. You can enjoy the good times as gifts from God, but you can also know that the sad times won't last forever. But what about the wrong that you and I have done? When we stand before God, how will we explain our unkind words and actions? There'll be no talking our way out of it. Our only hope is in another event that happened at just the right time. There is a time for everything, and that includes the death of our Lord, Jesus Christ. That at just the right time, he died for the ungodly. He died for people who had done unkind things and said unkind words and, done, uh, and thought unkind thoughts, and he died for us. 
so that if we've taken refuge in him on that day, you and I can be counted righteous. So today, stand in awe before him because one day you will stand before him as judge. Let's pray as we close. Lord Jesus, thank you for uh, your word that makes sense of our world. It is the world we live in and the, the drumbeat marches on and it marches on and one day we will stand before you. We thank you that you will bring everything to light and we long for that day. We pray, come, Lord Jesus. Come and make everything right. Please help us as we wait for that day to trust you. Whatever seasons we face, the good times, may we give thanks to you and the hard times, may we trust you that you know the big picture, you know the beginning from the end. And so we worship you today. Amen. Well, our final hymn is one that speaks of the solid joys that only those who belong to Jesus can know. Solid joys and lasting treasure, none but Zion's children know. Let's uh, stand and sing, glorious things of thee are spoken. things of thee are spoken, Zion city of our God, he whose word can ne'er be broken, form thee for his own abode, on the rock of ages found. What can shake thy sure repose with salvation's wall surrounded? Thou mayst smile at all thy foes. See the streams of living waters springing from eternal love. Well, supply thy sons and daughters and all fear of want removed. Who can fate while such a river ever flows their thirst to assuage grace which like the Lord the giver never fails from age to age blessed inhabitants of Zion washed in the Redeemer's blood Jesus, whom their souls rely on, makes them kings and priests to God. Tis his love his people raises over self to reign as kings and as priests his solemn praises each for our thank of
offering brings. Savior, sins of Zion City, I through grace remember and let the world deride or pity. I will glory in thy name, Let me just update you with the announcements before the final prayer. And that's to say this week there's Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.30 and In Touch will be on uh, Thursday at 3.30 till 5pm. Well, let's close our time together with the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.